Our Wisconsin potato and vegetable growers are already with, busy with spring planting uh, activities, whether or not uh, the rest of the state is. And uh, despite those activities and looking forward to a good growing season, they're also mindful of the resources that they're using. Joining us now, Tamas Houlihany is the executive director of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers. And Tamas, for a long time now, potato growers and vegetable growers have been investing not only time but money into making sure they're monitoring their environments and the systems that they depend on for profitability and production. Tell me a little bit about some of the recent uh, information released on the Central Sands Lake Study. This is something you said has kind of been in the works for a while. Yes, uh, the DNR has been working on this study for several years, and they just came out with their findings a week or two ago. And so we appreciate the opportunity to carefully review it, And we do value the DNR's recommendation for a comprehensive approach that empowers farmers and other stakeholders to work cooperatively to take appropriate actions, which is a strategy we've successfully used with the Little Plover River on a project. And what were some of the initial findings that that you noticed or the potato and vegetable growers noticed, Tamas? Because as I mentioned to you before we started this conversation, people are very, very sensitive on about water levels in central Wisconsin and really anywhere that uh, people gather. Tell me a little bit about the highlight items you noticed in the report. Well, a key point in the DNR study found that precipitation is the primary factor affecting lake level fluctuations. And that is something our farmers have known for years. Um, In an average year, the central sands gets over 32 inches of precipitation. And even the highest use vegetable crop only uses about 22 inches of water. So the vast majority of the time, agricultural irrigation will not have an adverse effect on lake levels. Right now, all of the lakes in the study are at historically high water levels. In fact, even Long Lake, the one that shows the most susceptibility to the effects of irrigation, is over four feet above a 50-year historical average. So it would take several years of continually dry conditions before the lake levels are brought back down to average levels, let alone below average levels. And so we appreciate that finding within the study as well as their, their um, approach to have farmers and other stakeholders take the lead role regarding water management and just allowing them to use the latest in technology and best practices to conserve water. How is this information going to be used, Tamas? I think that's the other thing that growers get a little worried about. Uh, this, as you pointed out, is, is friendly, so to speak, but how do they intend to use all of this uh, information? Well, it is a recommendation from the DNR, and believe me, we will stay focused on working with our partners and stakeholders to ensure that we do our part for water conservation. Um, As I mentioned earlier, the Little Plover River Project is a great example of how farmers collaborated with the DNR, the Wetlands Association, the Village of Plover to work together and find a solution to keep that river flowing above the public right stage. And it's been very successful. And so my take on it is that growers will continue to do their part and continue to do the the best practices they can to conserve water. 
So the groups that uh, take the most interest in this, Tamas, help us understand, uh, you live in this world all the time. I think for other areas of agriculture, they don't realize how much scrutiny goes into an average growing season for our potato and vegetable growers. You guys are about the only ones that are constantly visible when it comes to water use. Tell me about how this interaction all works together. Well, the farmers watch the forecasts very carefully and they have to make sure that their crops are given the right amount of water at the right time to optimize growth to get the quality and the yield that they need. And so a lot of our focus has been on research. I mean, we invest um, well over $350,000 a year on research projects directly related to production agriculture. And a lot of them in recent years are directly related to water use. We've gotten much better at variable rate irrigation systems. A lot of our growers are using low pressure systems and drop nozzles on their irrigation systems to allow the water to be applied closer to the ground. It reduces the amount of evaporation that can take place. We continue to investigate the best technology related to evapotranspiration or crop water use. And these measurements enable growers to apply precise amounts of water to meet the growing crop's needs. Um, We continually research new potato varieties, and we're trying to find the ones that are either drought-tolerant or use less water to produce the yield and quality that growers need and consumers demand. And so it's kind of a a constant um, research and education effort that makes our industry better and, and preserves the environment. So let's talk a little bit more about, uh, it's not just about these studies, Tamas. Uh, As you pointed out, potato growers, vegetable growers are engaged in this process right along. Now, as the summer unfolds, help people understand the monitoring process that uh, potato and vegetable growers are being encouraged to voluntarily kind of step up and get involved with. It's really not a part of this central sand study, but it is, to your point, an example of ongoing efforts voluntarily taken on by farmers. Right. As I stated, you know, the farmers watch their crops very carefully. They watch the weather forecast. They check the fields. They're using soil moisture probes and other weather monitoring equipment to help them decide, okay, when do we need to add a little bit of water? Uh, A potato crop is a water-intense crop that uses maybe 22 inches throughout the summer. A lot of that just comes in the form of rainfall, especially in recent years when we've had so much rainfall. And so they watch every week, did we get enough rainfall? If a certain area didn't, then they say, okay, let's apply X amount of irrigation water to this field. And it really becomes site-specific. It's field by field. I'm sure you know rain doesn't always fall evenly across, you know, the landscape. Obviously, there are, you know downpours in one area and two miles away they get nothing and so the farmers are constantly out in their fields checking the soil moisture levels checking the progress of the crop and doing their best it's, it's really prescription farming today they look at an individual field and plants within that field and decide how much water how much nutrients are needed and they apply accordingly 
But you're always looking for cooperative farmers that can provide that data back to potato and vegetable growers. Not all growers, I mean, to your point, they all are very engaged in their water use and their plan, but you kind of encourage them to share that information with you, don't you? Oh, for sure. Yeah, we have a lot of cooperation, and in particular, this Little Plover River producer-led um, grant that we recently applied for and received involves the sharing of information not only among the five farms that are participating in the grant project, but part of the, the great you know Department of Ag producer-led grant program is that you share with other farmers in other areas. And so... There are outreach events and field days where we get other groups together, and there's a great sharing of information. We have several educational events throughout the course of the year, including our annual grower education conference, where they're not only sharing with each other, but they're getting the results of the university-funded research. And so some of our outstanding University of Wisconsin scientists will come and report on the results of their studies. And again, it all helps um, in terms of growing a better crop, and doing so with conservation in mind. Well, just so you know, that's what our potato and vegetable growers are doing right now as they begin their spring planting chores and growing another crop that you will depend on. Tamas Houlihan, along with us, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers. If you kind of want to see more details on that recently released study from the Central Sands folks, you can pop on over to our website, MidwestFarmReport.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee.